What's up, what's up? It's the Making Moves podcast. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope everyone had an awesome uh, break. Hope you feel rested. Hope you feel ready to kill 2022. Um, this podcast, an amazing podcast. Our second guest on the podcast. Um, this was with David Guerrero, the owner of Hey Babe Apparel. He's a, a very close friend of mine. He's actually my um, accountability partner as well. Um, we go into that in the podcast. We also talk through his journey as an entrepreneur, a business owner with Hey Baby Apparel, his journey to become the best version of himself, his upbringing, um, how he's breaking out of his shell and what his goals are for 2022. Um, he has an awesome story. He was actually supposed to be the first guest, um, but we scrapped that podcast, thought we should cover more topics. Um, kick back to this one. It's a good one. Take notes. Um, we have to have him on for round two. It's a it's an awesome podcast for everyone that's um, you know a little bit stuck, a little bit you know wondering what's next for them. Um, a bit of a preview into the podcast. Dave was a successful accountant um, working for a well known firm in Sydney, and he quit quit his nine to five to pursue one of his dreams. Um, Awesome guy, awesome podcast. Tune in. Let me know what you think. Peace. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you going, mate? How are you going? Um, amazing. First of all, like day. to sorry. First of all, <laughs> like to really thank you for coming on the podcast. Me and Dave actually recorded this podcast like three months ago, but then the audio sucked. So I decided to kill it and then it got outdated super quick, right? Um, it was a warm-up anyway. It's yeah. yeah. Dave was supposed to be the first guest on the podcast, but um, Angela took the reins. Hi, Ange. Um, who is now <laughs> my friendly neighbor, which is great. But um, you're wearing a Making Moves shirt today. I am representing, and I'm proud that you're wearing it because Dave's actually my accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And once you describe what an accountability partner is, wow. Well, an accountability partner is someone that holds you accountable for your goals and your actions. So what Will and I be, have been doing is that on a weekly basis, we've been basically telling each other what our key um, actions for the week and also progress update on our actions on the past week as well mm. and you know we're not necessarily working on the same things together um, but it's nice to have someone else who is also very driven and also wants to be held accountable so that they're working on their own goals and bettering themselves too so that's why I elected Will, my accountability partner, so he had no choice. <laughs> yeah, but it's been great, you know, probably a yeah. year into accountability, probably six months into serious accountability, checking in with each mm. other weekly, meeting up at a local cafe, um, and like Dave said, going over goals or highlighting. The last time we did it, we did an exercise that Dave found um, in a book called... Um, Just Lead. Just Lead. By Dale Monk. Shout out Shout out. Um, <laughs> but let's dive into you, Dave. Let's dive into you and why Why I think, you know, you're in my circle of friends for a reason. You know, we met through my girlfriend and um, Dave was a huge supporter of making moves. The idea of making moves at the start and Dave runs his 
Dave's got a very interesting story, but um, the two-minute spiel, I'll give it to you, two-minute spiel about Dave. Cool. Dave was in finance, super knowledgeable about finance, studied, um, super successful, was a very successful company, an asset management company, um, and started to build what I call the best version of Dave. Um, and what that meant for Dave was that he actually stepped away from his nine to five, started running his brand on the side called Hey Babe Apparel, at Hey Babe Apparel on Instagram, please follow. Um, start running that full time in the background and also trying to pursue something which I think is um, super honorable, which is trying to compete CrossFit, right? <laughs> trying, and I think I've trying to put this in his head, trying to win, right? So winner's <laughs> mentality, trying to win. And he's moving to Brisbane to pursue his dream about competing in CrossFit, which I think is fucking amazing. Um, but let's start with the whole accounting piece first because I think it's super interesting. I think a lot of my audience, you know, they're studying or have just finished studying or are at that point in their nine to five where, you know, they're just kicking brick, uh, kicking the can down the road. So let's flash back. You know, you're in school. Were you successful in school? Were you, um, did you study hard in school? What, what was that plan in school? Um, with school, I think I was a bit more of a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. I think when I was in primary school, I struggled a lot with different things. Like I was in remedial reading, yep. which, you know, might surprise some people because I, I just love to read now. Um, but I wouldn't consider myself the smartest person at all growing up. Um, but when it came to high school time, that's when I really put my head down and I worked really hard and I did really well. And mm. that's when people said I was smart and everything like that. But to me, um, I still, I guess I held the identity that I wasn't that smart. I just worked really hard, which, which is what I did. Mm. And when mm. you came to, not to shit on accounting, but yeah. when you came to the end of the year 12, did you think you were becoming an accountant? And I think, uh, first of all, <laughs> let me just put it out there. Accountant, to me, is um, it understated, understates what you do at your asset management company or did do. Do you think the same way as well? Well, I think accounting is very broad. Mm. Um, in terms of my last role, that was heavily focused on management reporting, which is a specific skill set of accounting. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different fields in which um, accounting can be explored. So, mm. yeah very diverse. So when you jumped into uni, did you want to go on accounting straight away? No, to be honest, when I started uni, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, I kind of took the default route and studied commerce and economics, majoring in accounting, finance and economics. Yeah. You know, it was a very, you know, stock standard kind of um, education path mm. um, because I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do at you that stage of my life. Did you have um, the influence at home to enable you to study at university? Like, were you the first in your generation or were there your siblings that had already studied before you? Um, I had an older sister and she was already studying in university. Mm. Um, it was always drilled into us that, you know, education is very important. My parents are migrant parents from the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. and Know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and education was so important to them. It was a means to get a good job and therefore be able to support yourself financially. 
Um, so I, I guess I was influenced to kind of take that default path because it was a kind of a safe path. Yeah. Um, and because I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do, I didn't know my passions at that point in time. I just went with the flow, basically. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that put pressure on you? Um, in in certain respects, yes. Mm. But ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, it was my choice. And um, looking at my skill set at that point in time, I thought it was the right decision for me as well. You know, I, I liked maths. I liked economics. So finance was, you know, a natural kind of progression for me as well. Yeah. And so you come into uni and um, you pick up accounting, right? What were, kind of, what were some of the challenges in university for you? You know, you come from a first migrant family that comes here for the first time. You need to study because you know what you know it will provide a level of success for your family. Um, did you know when you were in university what the next steps were for you? University, uh, to be honest, not really. Mm. Um, again, I was just really going with the flow. Um, I Once I was nearing the end of my degree, I applied for, you know, the banks and accounting firms. And then I was lucky enough to get a job as an accountant, as an auditor in one of the big four accounting firms. Mm. And yeah, I basically went with the flow. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> like we always get to that stage um, for those who've gone to university and graduated, you get to like that third, four year and you're like, holy shit, like I'm about to graduate. What the fuck? What do I do with this degree? Mm. What What do I do? What do I do? And then it's all like, oh no, you just apply for like all these places and then you just get in. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about your more recent recent role. So you're at, um, we'll probably just keep it private, but you're at a, an asset manager, um, very prestigious in Australia, the asset manager that you're working at. And what challenges did you see? Because you've taken a break from your nine to five. Right? Yeah. I think you've stopped your nine to five. You've just taken a break from your nine to five. Yeah. What were the steps that led you down that path? Yeah. Well, one thing I always say is that accounting is not my passion. <laughs> <laughs> and well, You're I very think... <laughs> passionate about spreadsheets. If I've ever seen someone passionate about doing crazy formulas, um, it's Dave. Yeah, well, that's the one thing I really loved about accounting in my role was the ability to to make spreadsheets. Mm. Um, and I think I was very lucky to get a role specifically in management reporting because that's the type of accounting that I like to do. Yeah, um, I love building reports. Uh, I love making templates. That that shit makes me happy, basically. Mm. Um, so that is one aspect of accounting that I do miss and. Yeah, that's one aspect I really enjoyed and loved. Um, but yeah, I think now, like you mentioned, I've taken a step back from my nine to five working as an accountant. I've been working as an accountant for basically nine years now. Mm. And at the end of June, I decided to quit my nine to five job and then start pursuing more of my passions um, and just take advantage of this time in my life to yeah, really explore what I'm capable of and mm. not to be serious about what I want to do with my life. Um, yeah. I know I can always go back to accounting, you know, I still found enjoyment in that, but again, I have these, all these other passions that I really want to explore and I can't give those passions enough 
you know, attention if I am still doing my nine to five. Yeah. So this is, I guess, a very unique time in my life right now. Mm. You know, I, I don't have a nine to five job. I, I'm working on my different projects and I'm just trying to really enjoy it uh, and make the most of it. That's amazing. Let's yeah. talk about one of them. At yeah. Hey Babe Apparel. Hey Babe Apparel. Um, please follow on Instagram at heybabeapparel.com. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Where did that start? And talk about the messaging behind Hey Babe, why you started it. Yeah. Well, I started it about two and a half years ago. Mm. And it was a little project that I started while still working in accounting. And with this brand, I wanted to create a community where fashion can create conversation and connection. Mm. You know, the phrase, hey, babe, is universal. It can speak to you no matter what gender or background you're from. Yep. Hey, babe, is it's personal and loving and affectionate. It has this very positive connotation to it. And for me, positive communication to yourself and others is just so important in maintaining your mental health and well-being and everything like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, just seeing it, you know, hey, babe, on a shirt or a jumper can really grab people's attention and start creating conversation and connection with different people, um, which I just love. And yeah. It's been an awesome yeah. journey, right? Like two, even a year ago, right? It, mm. The shape that Hey Babe Apparel is in now was much different from a year ago. Um, what do you think's transitioned with the brand over the last 12 months? It's basically... A reflection of me mm. I feel you know I saw this brand um, as someone who was kind of unsure of himself or didn't believe in himself that much um, I talked about aspects where it's about positive communication with yourself and even though I had started I still didn't have that confidence in myself to go out and speak for the brand and you know do a podcast like this like mm public speaking would fear me so much. Um, so what I feel has changed in the past 12 months is me as a person, you know, I've grown with this brand, you know, it, it has forced me to come out of my comfort zone and, you know, talk about the brand, you know, embody the brand, put myself out there. Mm. So yeah, I, I think it's a true reflection of me growing as a person as well. Yeah. It's great. You touched on that because even I think we probably met two and a half years ago, probably mm -hmm. two to two and a half years ago. And the Dave then versus the Dave now are two totally different people to me. Still the same principles, still the same. You look almost the same, except you, <laughs> this guy's shredded out of his mind. Um, it's Asian genetics. But um, the person from back then is totally different to the person you are now, you know. What's been that transitioning? You've really tried to, and it's something that we speak about a lot, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. Talk about the triggers that put you on that journey because there's a lot of people listening to this podcast right now that are, um, that are looking towards 2022 and they're trying to become the best version of themselves, mm. but they're just looking for those triggers to get them started on that journey. Well, for me, I'd, it's been a very, very long journey in kind of getting to the stage where I am today. And I'm not perfect and I'm still continuing on my journey, but I've felt like I've had all these different challenges that I need to go through to, to shape the person I am today. Mm. You know, growing up, I was, you know, very insecure. 
I was, you know, I struggled with my identity, with my sexuality, mm. and it really spawned a very self-critical David. Yeah. You know, even though I appear to do well at school and university and my career, inside I was battling this this voice saying that you weren't good enough all the time. Mm. You know, in one respect, it really pushed me to work hard and try and prove it wrong. But, you know, it was this kind of toxic cycle that kept pulling me down. And, you know, I, I struggled with depression for, you know, a large portion of my life. Mm. You know, I held that back from a lot of people. Um, but behind the scenes, I continually try to work on myself. Uh, I have seen so many counselors and psychologists. Mm. Um, and those, all, every single, I guess, step has been paramount in getting to getting myself to where I am today. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think that when you touched on about becoming the best version of um, yourself and, and myself, that's something that I still kind of hang on to today because, you know, I had to go through all those struggles to try and push for this mm. better version for my, of myself. Yep. And on the other side, I've found this amazing David and mm. I know there's so much more that he can give the world. So why not explore that? Why not push for it? You know? So, yeah. Answer the question. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> do you think on that journey, right? Like mm. over the last two years, you've really come to your own. Mm. Um, and it kind of came to an apex point, right? Where you've gone through these all these struggles and you've tried to find yourself, tried to find your feet. And then finally, when you've found this kind of homeostasis or this balance, right? Mm. You drop your nine to five. You commit to... I think they will. I think Dave. <laughs> someone clip this. I think Dave will end up winning some CrossFit competition in the future. Oh gosh, don't do that. No, it's because. Okay, I will project um, that energy. <laughs> you've got the drive, right? And that's half the battle with athletes. This is mm. fucking convincing athletes and convincing those people that are listening to the podcast. Half of the battle mm. of achieving a goal. Is mm. just getting off your ass and doing it, mm. I think, and becoming very consistent, right? I, I posted on my story the other day, you know, why, what's holding you back from achieving your goals? Yeah. And 70, quick math, 75% of the people who posted back wrote something about consistency. Mm. If there's someone I know that's consistent with their goals, it's Dave. And I'm not, not trying to put pressure on you, but <laughs> um, I'm just saying, Look how much you can achieve mm. by just being consistent, right? Yeah. Just getting off your ass, just putting in those, not putting in crazy amount of hours, right? We can talk about how when you're at your job and you're nine to five, you're putting in fucking 16, 18 hour days, right? It's not about that. It's about just these, the one percenters every day. Mm. Um, talk about your CrossFit journey. <laughs> Let's dive into that because Dave, Dave in the next, Two months or something is moving to um off, off track of the time, but um a month to two months is m just committing, going all in, and it's going to um Brisbane to compete in a CrossFit Open up there. So tell me about that journey. Well, I'm glad you brought up CrossFit because I feel like um in every conversation I have, CrossFit comes up. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> um, but you brought it up, so I'll talk about it now. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've been basically doing CrossFit for about two years now, and I just it's just something that I really love and enjoy. You know, it really pushes me outside my comfort zone. You know, when I first started, there's so many things that I couldn't do because there's so many different, you know, fields and, and skills to learn, you know, gymnastics and weightlifting and everything in between. And I guess someone who likes learning and pushing themselves really loved that type of, that type of training. Mm. You know, I'm someone that just loves every workout. Like I, it, it makes me happy basically. And yeah, I, I feel like I've progressed really well and I'm really happy of where I am now. And, you know, my next short term goal, goal is to, you know, compete in the CrossFit Open. Mm. You know, I'm not expecting miracles. I'm not Matt Fraser or anything like that. And it's only a few months into it. You look like the Filipino version of <laughs> Matt Fraser, low key. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, for me, talking about that just saying I wanted to compete it spurs mm. a lot of emotions like you know imposter syndrome you know um you before know. you dive into <laughs> imposter syndrome yeah there's someone I'm not going to put them on blast but there's someone who wrote back to my story the other day yeah that spoke about how to get over imposter syndrome so can you touch on that for a bit oh okay well yeah when I think about I want to compete in something, you know, mm. have this voice saying that, who am I to want to compete? Enough. I'm not good enough, you know. You suck. I, yeah, exactly. Like all those type of words, you know, come to your head and mm. it's like, who am I to want to compete and do well and and be, be an athlete, athlete, you know, quote unquote. Um, it's, you know, it's these concepts that I never really associated with myself growing up. You know, I wasn't very athletic mm. whatsoever. Um, but I think, you know, dissecting that, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that if we do something, we have to be the best. Yeah. It has to be per quote unquote perfect. But, you know, that's that should be the point of things. You know, I want to compete because I want to push myself and I just thoroughly enjoy this type of training. You know, I'm not expecting again, I'm not expecting miracles in, in the next few months, but I know it will create um, some focus for me you know I've you know specific goals that I want to achieve you know I want to get strong in particular areas so that I could do well mm. when it comes to this point in time um, and a part of that is wanting to move to Brisbane it yep. sounds crazy as well sometimes um, but yeah I want to go to Brisbane so I could you know be around other people who also really love it um, and also want to push themselves to the point where they actually want to compete um, in CrossFit. So, yeah. So that person who wrote it back, just snippet that and just replay it back in your head constantly. Because I had a similar thing, right? When mm. um, I met my mentor at my last role and he told me that the business that I was in, within the next year, I could run. I could be a chief within the next year. Mm. I was like... Mate, what kind of drugs are you on? Because <laughs> whatever you're smoking, I want a piece of that. <laughs> and I just didn't believe him. I was like, no mm. way. Um, and I changed my role. I went from one side of the business to the complete other. And the complete other side meant that I was in constant talks with chiefs and head offs and GMs within that business. And 
I was constantly like, nah, I don't deserve this. Came with a massive pay rise and I'm like, nah, I don't deserve this. I should go back in my corner and just sit down. And I remember a very specific conversation with him, went to the local cafe and he goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I think I'm just, I think I should just go back to my old role. His next words were, just shut up. You deserve it. Just get on with the role. Mm. And I, I never looked back after that. Mm. And sometimes you just need that that person to just tell you that it's fine. Yeah. But you also need to convince yourself it's fine too. Mm. Not everyone right now is perfect at what they're doing, mm. right? So don't feel like you need to be perfect at something. Mm. Um, and when you feel like you need to be perfect at something, get nothing done. Mm. You end up being an imposter because you're not working on that skill. You're not constantly trying to level up. Mm. Um, but to that person who wrote it back, clip this, play it back to yourself. <laughs> um, but now you're going to Brisbane. Yeah. Well, sorry, I just want to jump in. Um, yeah, you did talk about a point of like you know being insecure or mm. and stuff like that. And although it can be negative negative at times mm. you can you kind of use that emotion to push you further because if you were quote unquote perfect you didn't need to push you didn't need to try you didn't yeah. need to do anything that's there for a reason so you can push yourself you know there's a reason why underdogs do so well is because they have something to prove yeah. if you're constantly drive after something yeah. to get if you're constantly number one all the time what do what do you have to prove sometimes mm. um so yeah, it, it's there for a reason and it's not about that shiny trophy or that medal or mm. that money at the end of the day. It's who you become as a person. It, you know, working towards your goals and working hard towards them is going to build this character for you. And yep. that's what you're going to have at the end of the day on your deathbed. Mm. And there's always going to be those naysayers and people like that that are around you. Fuck them. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, honestly? And I always tell Dave this when we're at our account accountability um, sessions. Mm. We kind of always end on like, just fuck it. Yeah. Fuck, fuck everyone that's doubting us. Fuck everyone that's got an opinion. It's down to you, right? Like you mm. said, it's when you die, what's your eulogy going to be like? Mm. Right? What is your eulogy? What's the legacy you're going to leave behind? Mm. And if it's something that you're not proud of, and you've corrected, and sorry, you're um, hesitating because of other people. Mm. You just got to get on with the job. Fuck it. Fuck everyone that's got an opinion. Fuck everyone that in your circle that's doubting you. Who cares? Honestly, I don't care. And you shouldn't <laughs> care. Who cares? That's why I said when I released the Making Moves t-shirt, I'm like, don't even wear it if you're not making moves. <laughs> I honestly don't care if anyone buys it. Because you got to have this belief in yourself that you can do it and if you don't have that belief you just got to work on it something that you just got to find that spark and just constantly light it every day even if it's a tiny fire just put a little bit of gasoline on it every day Mm. and then one day you fucking burn the whole house down Mm. i swear i have will's voice etched in the back of my brain a lot of times he's just saying fuck it dude just fucking do Fuck it. Fuck it, dude. Just <laughs> fucking do it, mate. Who I'm cares? like, all right. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and like you said, like, you know, 
everyone has their dreams and their goals. And sometimes it's so crazy to stay at, say out loud. Again, mm. imposter syndrome comes knocking at the door. But, you know, you can't be afraid of having big, crazy goals. You know, you can't be afraid of letting people know about them. Mm. You can't be afraid of failure and putting yourself out there because, you know, taking that first step and just acknowledging that I want to do something great with my life, that yeah. I want to pursue this goal that really means a lot to me. Mm. That's just amazing in itself. Yeah. You know, you should be proud of that that first step. Um, we Again, we put all this pressure on ourselves that it needs to be perfect. It needs to be amazing. We need to win the championship. But it's not about that. It's about our own process. It's about mm. our own journey. Um, and we're, um, you know, whatever stage it is. So Respect yeah. the process. Respect the process, 100%. Yeah. Um, one other thing before we go. It's already been nearly 30 minutes. can't believe it. <laughs> um, you're sitting next to a bookshelf. Oh, yeah. Dave's uh, like a speed reader. He said before... When he was in primary school, um, his he was held back on his reading. Same mm. year, sucked sucked reading and writing. Probably still shows up today. <laughs> um, be writing board papers, ABC check, Grammarly, everything. That still doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but you're a speed reader now. This guy finishes like 500 pages within like two weeks. Um, Tommy, give give the listeners two books, just two, two yep. recent books mm. that you like. Fuck me dead. Those were great books. Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure. Um, well, there's this one book that I just... The Bible. The Bible. Jokes. No, oh that God. wasn't a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, there's this one book that I just read and I just absolutely loved it. Mm. It's called Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Medcalf. Yeah. Um, and it's about the process and falling in love with the process of becoming great. Mm. And oh, it, it was just one of those books where it really just spoke to me because like we said, like just on the journey of trying to be the best version of yourself. And, you know, it's, it gets very, um, you know, you can get blinded by just wanting to get to the very end straight away. You know, mm. I want to be, you know, the championship. Um, I want to win that medal. I want to, an x amount of money and we're so focused on trying to skip to the very end of it that we don't focus on the present and what we can do now mm. and they have this um good um metaphor about you know every day we're kind of building our house and it's about the small things that we do every day that eventually will build our house mm. so what can i do today to lay one brick perfectly yep. to build my house for the future mm. and yeah it just really spoke to me um about just being present and just doing what i can do now to set me up for the future yeah it's not about trying to be you know the strongest or the fastest or the best in in the room at that point in time it's about maximizing my learning this point in time it's about maximizing what I can do now mm. to set me up for the future. Yeah. So, yeah, super passionate. <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Um, There's no affiliate links, but I'll no put the uh, <laughs> book title in the description. Thank you for that. Thank you for leaving with us on that. Um, keep an eye on Dave. He'll probably be on like Channel 7 competing for CrossFit Games oh, in like, a couple of years. 
Um, shout out yourself. What should we follow you on? Where do we find you? Yeah, well, I have a personal Instagram page mm-hmm. um, at DVD Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll put it put in the, we'll put the, the show notes. <laughs> Um, that's my personal one. I also have um, a website with the same um, handle, mm-hmm. dvdgrrr.com.au. Yep. Um, and I also, you can also find me at Hey Babe Apparel. Yep. Um, for the new business. release just came out. New release just came out. The summer release it just came out this this Wednesday. Yep. Um, so yeah, feel free to check it out. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks, bro. Peace, bro. Um, everyone, this podcast will be out when it's out. I don't know when, <laughs> but um, for everyone listening, everyone made it this far. I appreciate you. Um, take care of yourself over Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Peace. Peace.